Y'all ready for the word? Get your Bibles out and go to 1 Peter chapter 5. Wow, we had a wild service, first service. Wild, wild, wild. Now, I want y'all to know that clock back there means nothing to me. And some of you people, we've never seen you before, so we will keep you as long as we can. <laughs> not really, not really. Isn't God good? This morning when I walked into the first service, the Holy Ghost got all over me. And I said to the whole service, good morning. One person said good morning back. One. And I looked at him and I said, thank you for that one living human being. And I kind of got on to him a little bit. And I said, why are y'all sitting there and you say nothing? The Bible says, stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. If you can't get excited on Sunday morning, I hate to think of what you're like Monday. <laughs> Listen to what I'm going to say to you right now. Satan is not running your life. You are. But if you don't do anything, you lose the fight by default. God gave you a mouth. He gave you a mouth. And that mouth controls your life. I don't care how you feel. Don't ever let your feelings tell you how your day will be. You tell your day how your day will be. When you wake up in the morning, first thing you ought to do is get out of bed and start saying, Hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. Create an atmosphere of victory around you. Do it with your own mouth. If you don't, the world will. Right now, we're living in a world where everybody is afraid. I'm not in here to pick on anybody. You walk in a grocery store. If you walk in without a mask, do you know why they want you to put a mask on? If their mask works, why would they care whether you have one? Because you intimidate them. By the way, that mask doesn't stop COVID. Come on. The COVID is 0.003. Your mask is 0.125. Even, see, even the head of the department said it was said to create a, a feeling of being safe. It's control. You're not safe. As a matter of fact, if you keep breathing your own carbon dioxide, you will get a headache and you will get sick. The mask you're wearing is not what doctors wear and they don't wear them eight hours a day. You walk into the, but we walk into stores and people are afraid. I have chosen not to live in fear. I am not bowing to Satan. And I'm not saying that the people are full of the devil. It's just that you've listened to the devil so long. No one has ever stood up and looked at you and said, you do not have to be afraid. I'm not, I'm not bowing to socialism. I'm not bowing to communism. And I'm not letting anyone tell me how to live my life. Jesus set me free. And he gave me an immune system, and it works. Now, I'm going to say something to this crowd, and I'm, and I'm probably going to make a few of you mad, but I'm going to save your life. The vaccine will kill you. COVID will not. Why would you take a vaccine that will kill you to stop what won't? Now, I'm saying this because it's the only place you're going to hear this. Now, 
Why would I do that? Because I'm a pastor. I'm anointed to care about you. Nobody out there is. The news is not anointed to care about you. And I care. I want you to live. If you've already taken one, don't keep taking them. What's wrong with the immune system God gave you? It's been working for six thousand years but they say they lie Amen. they've lied about, they've lied about everything and they're destroying the economy they're they're trying to destroy America but not on my watch because I'm I'm going to walk in victory all of the days of my life and I'm going to ask you to do the same with me I'm going to ask you to stand up and be strong in the Lord. Stir up the gift of God in you. If you don't stir it up, no one else is going to stir it up. Amen. That means you open your mouth when you wake up and you go, Jesus is Lord. The greater one lives on the inside of me and I will live and not die. He said with long life. Now let me, let me explain something to, 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 to some of you that are looking at me like a dog in a new bowl. In the Old Testament, God told the children of Israel, I have given you the promised land. And if God gave it to them, then why did he tell them to take it? There seems to be a little bit of strength. He gave them the promised land, but then they had to take the promised land. He gave you salvation, but if you want it here, take it. If you don't take it, it ain't coming. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Your faith. That's right. So when the children of Israel came around to the walls of Jericho, God did not tell them to dynamite them. He didn't tell them to climb them. He said, shout them down. If Jesus has already paid your debt, you cannot heal your body. You can't change your income, but you can shout it down. Yes. God is waiting on you to say something yep. to the walls in your life. Let's go. Whatever wall Satan erected in your life to keep you down, tell it to go in Jesus' yes. name. You go in Jesus' name. Yes. And I mean when someone walks in a church and says, hallelujah, you respond by going, hallelujah. Yes. Now, if you're timid at church, I know what you're like out of sight of here. Because if you can't shout in here, you ain't shouting. And if you ain't shouting, you're dead. The world isn't getting any better. I want to say something in love. God hates lukewarm anything. I hate lukewarm coffee. Heat it up or chill it. But don't bring it to me lukewarm. I ain't drinking no lukewarm cup of coffee. Now, Lisa got some of that cold brew the other day. Oh, my God, that was so good. Put some cream in there, heavy whipping cream. Did you know cream has zero sugar in it? Whipping cream will not make you fat, but sugar will. So just drink the cream. I've already lost 11 pounds, I know. Drinking cream and eating bacon. Glory to God, Jesus. Only, you know, I mean, listen, if y'all don't get excited, I'm going to. And if y'all don't get excited, I'm going to keep you here till you do. Because I ain't pastoring a bunch of wimps. I ain't going to pastor no half-baked, lukewarm church. I want this church either, either go frozen on me or just get hot on me. But don't stay half-baked with me. I don't want no half-baked nothing. I baked a loaf of bread one day and I opened up the inside of it. It wasn't cooked inside. Oh, I don't want no old Pillsbury Doughboy bread. I wanted to cook it all the way. I had to throw it back in the oven. It wasn't done. I felt like throwing some of y'all right back in the oven right now. You're like a Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> I haven't started my sermon yet. I'm just trying to warm y'all up so I can preach. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Ha, ha, ha. You know, Jesus will be back in our day. 
Now, I'm going to tell you something. People have been saying it for years. Well, people have been saying that for years. People have been saying that for years. Well, the Bible says, now let me, let, me, let me tell you how I know that. If you're riding down the road and there's a sign, Orlando, 50 miles, you know you're an hour away. Right. Well, if you're doing the speed limit. <laughs> and when you see a sign that says 20, you know you're about 20 minutes away. And when you say a sign that says Orlando, you're there. Every sign. I mean, if you can't wake up and turn on the news and go, does that not look a little tiny bit like what Jesus said was going to happen in the last days? Now, we're not, I don't think it's going to happen this week, but then you don't know. Because he said, you don't know the day or the hour. So, I said all that for this one reason. I'm looking for someone to pastor this church when we're gone. I, didn't, I couldn't find anybody in the first service. Anybody here want to take this thing when we're gone? I mean, I'll give you the key to the combination and you can have all the money in it. You have my truck too. Can't have the gun, it just hit left. Nobody? Was is that you raising your hand? No, there was none. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to go down to Doug's church and ask everybody down there. Are y'all, have you found 1 Peter 5? If you haven't, you're never going to find it. Look at this scripture. Cast all your care on him, for he cares for you. Amplifying says, cast the whole your care, all your anxieties, all of your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. I'm going to ask you a question. Can we really live carefree and worry-free? Can we? That's quite a statement, isn't it? I did not say, can we live problem-free? I didn't say that. You're going to have problems. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I didn't say problem-free. I said carefree. Is it possible to live on this earth free from anxiety and worry. It must be because he told us that we could. Let me read another one to you. Can we live here abundantly now? Why are there Christians who are not? I'm not condemning you. Can we really enjoy our life here now? Can we? Yes, we can. I'm going to show you today how. I'm not going to tell you that you'll never have a problem. I'm just going to tell you that you can wake up in the morning and go, I don't have a care. Amen. I didn't say you didn't have any problems. I said I don't have any cares. Stress is the number one killer in America. Stress. Boy, if we could get rid of it, we would empty hospitals out. Say, I'm not going to be full of cares. I made up my mind years ago to become carefree. I didn't say it's easy. I've had my battles. Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden's light. Go to Romans 8.31. How do you do that? And I'm saying this because I know right now that there's people sitting in this room and there's no condemnation. But I mean things have been bothering you to no end. And today... You're going to get free of them before you walk out. And you're going to learn how to stay free from worry and fear. God did not give you a spirit of fear. Fear is contraband. You don't have any more. And I'm going to, the brother Hagen made this statement. You don't have any more dealing with fear than you do dope. You don't need to deal. Don't, you, don't deal with fear. Don't allow it in your house. 
You own the atmosphere around you. Make it mind. Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, I said this as a sinner. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I said in the first service because there's people watching me online all over the world. So i got to watch what I say now. But as a sinner, someone asked me, and I said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for I am the baddest in the valley. And if you think I wasn't, they kicked me out of a city. God decided... I could use him if I could sanctify that attitude he has. Now, he didn't cast my attitude out. He just sanctified it, gave me the right message. We, we live in the earth, but you know Jesus never woke up in the morning and went, oh, man, not another day. <laughs> Oh, my God, Monday. Oh, people again, not another crowd. I don't feel like getting out of the bed. Judas, where's my coffee? You can't even imagine that, can you? No, see, Jesus was victorious. He got out of bed victorious. He, he took victory everywhere he went. He took victory. I am victory. I am a move of God. I decided one day I stopped waiting on God for a move, and I decided to become one. So cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Romans 8, 31. How then... Do you live this way? Am I asking you just to shout, just to shout? Just wake up in the morning and go, hallelujah. For what reason? Why would anybody just shout, just to shout? Well, I wouldn't. There has to be a reason. There has to be something bigger than that going on. Romans 8. What can I say to these things? If God is for me, who could be against me? Me and God are a majority. You and God are a majority. If God likes you, you're good. Now, I say this with grace. If you need, I, I don't need people. And people don't need me. I, I don't need a church. I'm not needy. I don't need you to come. If you don't, I still have God. I, I learned a long time ago, don't ever put your faith in people. Oh, dear Lord, you'll be a very unhappy person. Because the best ones will let you down. If y'all ain't figured that out, you're very young. You're still a teenager. But if, but now, now think about this for a minute. If God is on your side, and he is, if he's for you, who can stop that? There's nobody I know. See, I don't really, I'm in, I'm in the United States, but I really don't care what the Democrats are doing. And I don't care what the Republicans are doing. And I don't care what that guy in the White House who thinks he's a president's doing. And I don't wake up in the morning worrying about it one iota. There was numb nuts yesterday, there'll be numb nuts tomorrow. But if God is on my side, I don't really care what's going on with the finances because the Bible says, my God meets all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I, don't, I wasn't going to say this, but let's talk about it for a minute. What do you think it felt like to be Joseph and, and to be sold into slavery 
and to find yourself in a dungeon. Do you think he sat down there and went, <laughs> I had a dream, and it's all gone. My brother sold me into slavery, and no one loves me. <laughs> I'll come over here. That is it. Why did they do that to me? How many of you have ever had anybody do anything to you? Welcome to the world. <laughs> but see, God was on Joseph's side. And he was with Joseph even in prison. And he had given Joseph a dream that one day he would rule the world. Amen. And did he? Yep. So even in prison, he's going, ah, I know where I'm going. And the, he got in prison, but prison never got in him. The devil uses stuff to get you down. I heard a story one time about an about a old farmer. He had this mule that was like the most stubborn mule. He was stubborn. So one day he was digging a pit and the mule got down in it. And he went, I don't like that mule anyway. So we went and got him a shovel and said, I'll just bury him. And he threw dirt on the mule's back. And the mule was sitting down there in this grave, and he's looking up and going, I don't think you're going to bury me today. And he throw, mule, he throw dirt on him, and he'd shake it off and stomp it under his feet. And every time I shake a little bit and go, you ain't burying me. I ain't dying today. I ain't dying this week. I ain't dying this month. I ain't dying this year. I ain't dying in the next five years. See, what I'm talking about is attitude. Faith has an attitude. So let me finish reading this because I'm trying to read the Bible. If he did not spare his own son for you, and he delivered him up for all, how shall he not with Jesus freely give you all? I mean, if he gave you the best he had, do you think he would deny you anything? Say, God is on my side. Say, me and God. That's all I need. Now, if someone else wants to come along, that's good. But if they don't, go, it's fine. Nothing like being free of fear. Let me finish reading this because I'm, I'm just getting started. Oh, my gosh, I got another two hours left. <laughs> I'm just trying to shake. I see visitors around here. I'm just trying to scare you a little bit, like, I want you to, is he serious? Okay. No, I'll have you out of here. I'll have you out of here pretty soon before, before dinner. Who will bring a charge? I'm talking supper. I'm talking about supper. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Say me. It is God who made me righteous. Who's he that's condemning me? It's Christ who died and furthermore risen and at the right hand of God who makes intercession for us. Who will separate me from the love of Christ? If God loves me, Steve, that's all I need. Amen. That's it. This, see, I woke up this morning with my name written in the Lamb's Amen. Book of Life. This is a good day. And there ain't a demon in hell that can wipe it out of there. I woke up this morning with the greater one on the inside of me. I woke up this morning a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. I woke up this morning with a, with a God of the universe living on the inside of me. This is a good day. <laughs> so I just shake it off. 
Oh, now, I'm not telling you I haven't been tempted to be depressed. But it was only a temptation until I opened my mouth and I said, no, I cast all of my cares on God and I don't have any. Nothing will happen to me today that me and God can't take care of. All right, let me finish this. Verse 37, I know it is. Yet in all of these things we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels or principalities, not a demon in hell or things to come, height nor depth or any other created thing will ever separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus my Lord. Now, he says up here in 35, shall trouble, distress, persecution, lack of money, or a Glock? All of you anti-handgun people, let me help you with something. Why do angels carry swords? Because there's bad devils around. Okay. I would carry a sword too, but they're not easy to conceal. <laughs> and I know people go, uh, you're a preacher. Well, let me help you with something. When I was 22, I could whoop you. When you get 67, I don't want to whoop. I'm just going to shoot you. <laughs> I already know my limitations. I'm good for about 15 seconds. And then I'm going to need a little help. And um, I can take up to 15 people at once. And I'll have to reload. <laughs> I know people are watching going, I don't think this guy is the right guy. <laughs> go to Acts 27. Now, I'm, now, you don't need to go there, but in Acts 23, God told Paul, I'm sending you to Rome. He had a, had a reason for sending him. And I'm going to read a story right here because Satan had already decided Paul's not going to Rome. Now, I want you to understand, I didn't say that Paul never had any problems. I said Paul didn't have any cares. There's a big difference. Because I'm carefree does not mean that I'm not going through hell. It just means I'm not allowing hell in me. I'm telling hell what to do. As a matter of fact, I tell it where to go. So Paul is on a boat. He's on a boat and he's chained up. He's a prisoner. And he's headed to Rome. And he gets on the boat. And the, and the owner of the boat says, well, I think we can go now. And Paul said, no, I don't think you should go now because this doesn't look good. I can tell in my spirit something's not right. But how many of you know the owners of boats don't usually listen to preachers or, pris or prisoners? So he went anyway. That means he was taken somewhere he didn't want to go. Does that mean he's not in control? He's chained, he's a prisoner, and he's in control. Say, me too. me too. See, it doesn't matter what they do to your body. Right. And the, you're done. You're okay as long as they don't tape your mouth up. Right. If they leave your mouth open, you can get out of anything. Amen. So they're taking Paul and stick him on this ship. And it says, it says, when the south wind blew softly, we supposed it attained there. Verse 13. They put out and sailed to Crete. Not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called a Euroclidon. And when the ship was caught, it's a hurricane, and could not head in the wind, we let her drive. Running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, we, we secured the skiff with difficulty. 
And when they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship, fearing lest they would run aground on the surface sands. They struck sail and were so driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day we lightened the ship. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. They have no way of, of guiding the ship now. And when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, no small tempest beat, all hope that we would be saved was given up. They're dead. They're all going to die. Oh, we're all going to die. I thought, I thought Jesus said he was going to Rome. But the devil said you're going to die. Well, let's see who wins. Well, y'all know the rest of the story. You've already read my book. (laughs) After long abstinence from food, that means that Paul went down in the belly of the boat and had a talk with God. And I think he was thinking about his scripture he wrote, if God is for me, Who in the world thinks they're going to stop me from my destiny? Didn't he say, not a hurricane, not a bunch of people that are locking me up and chaining my arms and legs? I'm going to Rome to preach. Say, me too. too. Say, no devil devil is going to stop me. Now listen to what he said. Men, you should have listened to me. Have you ever said that to your kids? <laughs> if y'all had just listened to me, we wouldn't have gotten this mess. And not sell from Crete and incur this disaster. He's now running the boat. Hello. I urge you, take heart. Listen to what he says. Cheer up. Cheer up. I got a hold of God. Cheer up. We're going to Rome. We're going to lose the boat. But not only am I going to Rome, I even prayed for you. And we're all going to be safe. How long did the hurricane last? It lasted many days after that. And Paul's running around going, ha, ha, ha. What a wonderful day this is. I'm going to tell you what it looked like. Cheer up, everybody. I've heard from God. Right in the middle of a storm that's trying to kill them. Paul's going, I think that we ought to all get happy. Yes, that's true. That's what he said. We ought to count it all joy. Let me tell you something. Your problem needs to hear your mouth. Your mountain needs to hear your mouth. Those walls of Jericho need to hear your mouth. Whatever you're going through right now, you need to say something to it. You need to speak to it and go, you're not taking me down. Hallelujah. The greater one lives in me. I ain't going down. I'm going over. I'm going to run my race. I'll finish my course. Cheer up, everybody. I understand what's happening in Washington, but there's something greater happening in heaven right now. Cheer up. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor that just came today and say, he's like this every Sunday. Uh, He's like this every Sunday. I'm like this every Sunday. (laughs) Only sometimes a whole lot better. That's good. Only people I scare is devils. Take heart, there be no loss of life. There stood by me this night an angel of God of whom I belong and whom I serve and said, don't be afraid. You're going to be brought before Caesar and God has granted you all those that sell with you. Take heart, men. I believe God. Amen. No matter what you're going through right now, God is still 
on your side. And he's never lost a fight. All right. And when they had said these things, they took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when they had broken, they began to eat. And they were all encouraged and took food. The hurricane's still going on. And they're happy. Because one man got a hold of God. A prisoner. Somebody got a hold of God in the bottom of a ship. What did he tell you? They told me 10 years ago that I had a year. 15 years ago. Oh, 15. Has it been that long? It's amazing when you're having fun, what happens to life. And I, I appreciate doctors, but I have found out that some doctors, PhD means post hole digger. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against the fact that they're educated and they're legal drug pushers or whatever they do. But that guy does not determine when I live and die. My Bible says with long life. So I got up and I left the doctor's office and he was quite upset with me. And he kind of acted as though he had some importance. And I said, well, you do to some people, but you're not more important than God. And I said, I will live and not die. He said, you walk out of this office and you will die. I said, someday I will, but it won't be this year. He said, you sign this paper because I am not going to be responsible when you drop dead. And I signed this little paper with Dr. Morgan. (laughs) Hallelujah. Right here we have a good brother named Nathan Mercado. Yes. I said the Mercado. <laughs> now he'll tell you he's Puerto Rican, but I don't know because his Spanish is not bueno. His English is not better either. <laughs> Didn't you have a tumor? Yes. You had a tumor. In your brain? Yes. Well, how long did they give you to live? Oh, zero. <laughs> I remember coming over to Nathan's house, and you know what he's doing when he's dying with a tumor? He's playing a guitar. And he's worshiping God, and I'm hoping that God understands Spanish because, yeah, there's something about tacos and enchiladas and Jesus. And... No, not really. So how long has that been? How long has it been? You lost a lot of weight, which is good. good. But you don't recommend a weight loss program that they put you on, do you? No, no. How long ago? Five years ago? The tumor had me 60 pounds. How, how big was it? 60. Oh, no, I mean the tumor had me 60 pounds heavy. The size of a, what, a golf ball. Oh. No, just this much right here. Like a golf ball. You still have a brain? Is it still in there? They didn't take your brain out. Oh, they didn't touch it. They didn't touch it. Well, and Nathan, I, I went to Nathan's house and I said, you're not going to die. You've got work to do. Amen, he does. This yes, is 717. Why should I die? That's right. Why should you die before? He, Nathan said, I don't want to die. I'm not finished. Well, it's just a tumor. wish that would work for me. It don't happen because you wish. See, Nathan would talk to his tumor. Tumor, you can't kill me. No, I don't have no devil in my head. You get out of my head. And then he would sing to it. Get his guitar out and sing. And he'd send me, he'd send me videos of him singing. 
Like Juan Carlos. We went down there and laid hands on him, and I said, Nathan, you live and not die. It's not your time. You say, did I worry? No, 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 drop. I don't heal people. If I could just, and he already had enough faith. All he needed was someone to get in agreement with him. Jesus said, if two agree. Now, we're talking about, don't, we're talking about casting all your cares. Stress is the number one killer in America. I don't have bad days. I have opportunities. But I'm not having any bad days. I like that old mule. Ephesians chapter 5. How are we doing? Oh, man, I got four whole minutes. Let's talk about this for a minute and talk about one more thing we need to do. Spirit of God made a statement to me, and he said, you don't sing enough. Talking to me. I was praying about something one day, and he goes, you don't sing enough. I said, you want me to sing? He said, yes. I said, I don't know the words. He said, make them up. Someone made up the ones you're singing. Make up some new ones. I told Lisa, she sings that song, Sweet Home Alabama. Well, see, we all know they wrote the wrong, the, the wrong words. It's Sweet Home Up in Heaven. So I'm going to read something to you. And all of you non-tongue-talking, devil-chasing people, you are in a charismatic, Pentecostal, makeup-wearing church. <laughs> man asked me one time, I said, are y'all Pentecostal? And I said, no, nah, the women aren't. <laughs> Kenneth Hagin said, if the barn needs painting, paint the thing. Who said that? Norval Hayes said it? Who said that? Francis Hunter's husband. Are we going to blame Francis Hunter's husband? So I'm going to read a scripture that you never heard in your denominational church before, but you'll hear it here. I think. Hold on. I know, I've got to find it. 518, do not be drunk with Boone's Farm strawberry wine or hard tea. I, I, I don't have time to tell you how I learned what hard tea was or hard lemonade. It was after having one. I told Lisa, I said, this is good. And then later that day after we were walking around looking like we'd been at Rodney Howard Brown's meeting, I said, what, 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 what do you think was in that lemonade? And she said, I, I don't know what I want another one. <laughs> no, we didn't really do that. She didn't get drunk. We did have a hard lemonade, but I didn't know what it, I went in and bought it at a store, and I didn't know what it was, and we were killing it in the boat, just down in this sucker, boy. Went to a restaurant that night, and the lady wanted to know if we wanted any hard tea, and I went, what's soft tea? I mean, that's what happened when you've been in church for 30-something years. You don't know squat, you know. So anyway, that's what this means right here. It says, don't be drunk with hard tea. Eliminate. I had to read that to Lisa when we got home. <laughs> and when I got home, she goes, why do you tell everybody in the church that we had something to drink? Well, I said, the Bible says, confess your sins to one another. 
she said, we're not Catholics. I said, no, but we got Catholics in our church, though. And, they, you know. <laughs> Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always. You know, if you don't know the song, make one up. Yep. Now, let me help you with this. You don't even need music. That's true. You know, I know I can't sing, but God don't know it. And since Lisa doesn't know the words, she doesn't know whether I'm in tune or out. Hallelujah. I tell you something right now. Just sit and worship and sing in the spirit. You have your own little revival, and I don't care what's going on around you. It says when Paul and Silas were in prison, it says that they prayed and they sang. They sang the walls down. They sang the chains off. They sang them off. They sang them off. I don't have a care. I don't have any worries. I don't have any. <laughs> My worst day, I will die and go to heaven. <laughs> I mean, that's, no, that's Lisa's worst day. Because then she's got to find someone to fix everything in the house. And I ain't working on it. No, I'll be up there and I'll probably get to heaven and God will go. Uh, Lisa's called up here and said she wants you to build her a mansion. But I'll be taking off on Sunday. Do you understand what I just said to you? We do not need to live on this earth full of cares and worries. Yes, and I'm asking you to choose today to stop. Become carefree. God, nothing will happen to you that you and God can't fix. Nothing. And he loves everybody. I mean, if he, listen, I don't know anybody good enough to get their presence. Since he loves sinners, I qualify. How about you? You qualify? I'm like Paul, preacher. All right. Do y'all get this? We have taken the, the, the apostles in the Bible and we have deified them. Peter was a loud mouth, smelly fisherman. Mary Magdalene was a hooker. I mean, these aren't exactly flowery people. Every one of them a bunch of losers. They ran around with Jesus. I might have been a loser, but they took note I've been with Jesus. So Paul, he's just a Pharisee. On his way to hell, met Jesus. And he got out of that boat. And say, I'm getting out of this boat. Yeah. Are y'all ready for a good day? Yeah. Are you ready for a good week? Yeah. You ready for a good life? Yeah. Don't ever forget this sermon. Don't ever forget it. Because you will need it tomorrow. You're gonna, when you wake up tomorrow morning, I don't want you to go, oh, what did he, did he say? I think something about... Uh, Lisa was getting some lemonade. That's not what I preached on. Say this with me. If God, if God is, for me, is for me, who could be against me? I don't have a care on the planet. I have nothing to worry about. Nothing the devil will do will stop me and God from my destiny.
Do you have any idea how fun it is to be happy when everyone around you is not? I was working one day and a guy came riding by and I was laying brick and we were all up there and, and, and the guys I work with, we all went to the same church. And we're up there talking about Jesus and all that. And I'm dancing on the scaffold. I'm up there just dancing. A guy rode up on a forklift and he said, what are you on? The world, if you're happy, they think you're on something. I said, this is not that which you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I am full of God, the Holy Ghost. Amen. I am filled with the Spirit. This is Jesus. And he looked at me and went, oh, and drove off. You know, if you're happy today, what you smoking? What do you want? The most high. <laughs> now I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. Some of you came here today and you're not as close to God as you need to be. I'm going to call you to draw closer to him. Is that a good challenge? Can I get you to do that? Because you can have heaven on earth if you want it. And you can have hell on earth if you want it. But God is not choosing which one. The further you are from God, the more hell you will have on this planet. Do you understand me? And God is not choosing that. But if you, want to, if you want to have a better life, you draw near to God. You learn to get in your bedroom and get on your knees and you give him glory. You get in a problem, get in the bottom of the boat and seek his face. And he'll get you out of it every time. And honey, I'm going to tell you something. You learn to live carefree. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. God up in heaven is laughing. I think we should laugh with him. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. ha, ha, ha. This is what I say to CNN. Ha, ha, ha. ABC, ha, 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 ha. NBC, ha, 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 I don't know the other ones. They're all full of the devil. But anyway, ha, 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 The devil knows his time is short. Ha, ha, ha. Now, there will come a day when he can have it because we'll be gone. Dear, you, you don't want to be here. You do not want to be. You think this is something? You ain't seen nothing. I mean, if those people out there right now, they're just following him around like a numb nut. I want you to imagine. All of my life I heard people say, I would never take the mark. Well, what do you think you're taking? Can't buy or sell without a vaccine. Yeah, you can. Grow you some... Grow you some corn in your own garden. Amen. Well, you can't fly. Well, me and Justin are buying our own airplane. We'll just fly ourselves. Amen. I got to tell you a story. I'm going to anyway. Say amen. amen. I'm working with a boy one day in an apartment complex, and we're painting. And I said, I had a new pickup truck, brand new Ford Toyota. And I said, would you like my truck? And he said, yeah. I said, would you like for me to give it to you? He goes, yeah. And I said, if you come to work one day and my shoes and my socks and my underwear and my blue jeans and my T-shirt are laying in a pile, get the keys and you can have my truck. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, where are you going without your blue jeans and your underwear? <laughs> I said, to heaven. I said, Jesus is coming back soon. He goes, well, you ain't leaving me here. I guess he didn't want the truck. You know, you can witness to people any way you want to. They just, they'll, they'll figure it out. Carefree. 
Stay with me, carefree. Father God, I pray right now over everybody that's sitting in this room right now that they'll walk out of this building understanding they can live carefree on this planet. That if you're on our side, there's nothing impossible for us. There's not a devil in hell. There's not a, anything that can conquer us. I pray that everybody in the sound of my voice this morning will make a decision to put you first. I thank you, Father God, for your goodness and mercy that are on us. And the ones of us that are in here that are believers and filled with the Spirit, I pray we would start learning to sing. We pray a lot and sing too little. We should flip it and start singing more. We have the victory. It's time we begin to give you glory and honor. And I thank you for your goodness and mercy. And I call this church blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he did pretty good. Amen. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I think he should come back next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say this with me. The Lord is on my side. For the blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied. And nothing shall be denied. Can you say with me this morning, Psalm 46, the Lord is my refuge and my strength. He is my stronghold, and he is a present help in the time of trouble. If you can't say that, Jesus said, I've come to give you life, not death. If, if you, Jesus said, the devil, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If you've been stolen from, if you have things that have been stolen from you and destroyed from you in your life. It didn't come from Jesus. Jesus said, the devil, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And so if you're here this morning and you can't say, the Lord personally is my refuge and my strength. He's a stronghold, and he's a present help in the time of the trouble. That means that when you get in a predicament, you know what a predicament is, and you have nobody you can get a hold of, nobody's answering their cell phone, nobody's beside you, you're all alone, who is with you? God is with you. He's a present help. Right there, right then, cry out to him. If you're here this morning and you don't ever remember a time where you said, Jesus, be Lord, because he's a gentleman. Jesus won't come and be Lord in your life unless you ask him. I've read more than two accounts from people going to heaven. Do, do you know, he's a gentleman. Do you know what they do up there? We've all been, uh, we all have done this, even me. How many of you have been in the foyer talking to somebody and somebody else comes up and stands right there waiting for you to get done speaking to someone else because they got to go and they want to say something to you? How many of you done that? We've all done it. I've done it. It's like, oh, man, these people are talking forever. I'm just going to stand here and wait. Hopefully that will move the conversation on. Did you know in heaven they don't do that? When someone is speaking to Jesus or another person, if you want to speak to them next, they stand afar off and they wait until he disbands. Then they go and follow him or whoever. He's a gentleman. That was the point. He will not force himself on you. If you're here today and you've never said, Jesus, be Lord of my life. I want you to come into my heart. Romans 10, 9, and 10, as the altar works are workers are coming. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He will come and live inside of you. 1 Timothy 6 says, God gives life to all things. He does not do death. He does not give death. He gives life to all things. That includes you and to every part of you. And if you've never said, Jesus, be Lord, come into my heart, fill me up. I've got the Holy Ghost. I've got the life giver living inside of me. So I expect to walk in life. And if you don't ever remember doing that, come up. And if you're with a family member that you know they haven't done it, 
or they're backslidden, you get them up here. You care enough about them and get them up here. Say, Jesus, be Lord. Then you can say, Lord, you are my stronghold, my refuge, my strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. And if you want prayer for any other reason, come on up. We're here to spend time with you. We love you, and they're going to take the time with you. So if you could come forward, that would be great. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.